And here we go. That's right, you're back in Red's line. And what have I got for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen? I have a game so packed with futility that you can't even make it up. Now, I was thinking this entire game how nobody really understands Tyler Beatty. And that was the San Francisco Giants pitcher. He was drafted in the first round by the Blue Jays, didn't sign. Then the Giants took him in the first round the next year, and he signed. This guy has five good pitches, but he was averaging five-plus walks per nine innings in AAA. And I kind of knew that when the Reds put up that eight spot tonight, yes, if you did not know, the Reds were up eight to nothing, and they lost 12 to 11. And uh, if you don't know anything about Tyler Beatty, you're not going to understand this game. It's not that the Reds were so great at scoring. It was Tyler Beatty. He has a lot of talent in that right arm. I'll give him that. I think he's 26 now. He just has a hard time. And he only walked two batters in like two-plus innings. So he wasn't all over the place. The guy was hitting 98, 96. He just throws the ball rather straight. And as you can see, Derek Dietrich was just teeing off on him. Speaking of Derek Dietrich, we'll get into him later, how David Bell has totally overmanaged and mismanaged. And by the way, Remember how I've talked about David Bell managing for the inning and not the game? We saw that from the fifth inning on. He was almost out of relievers besides, I think, Zach Duke and maybe Robert Stevenson at the end. And this is a 12-11 to game. He had double-switched out most of his hitters. And then he uh, pinched runs. Casale for Barnhart. So then he didn't have his him as a pinch hitter. So David Bell double switched so much in this game that he just was without the right players in the lineup at the end. And it just, you know, uh, Bruce Bochy set Buster Posey, but he's a catcher and he's in his mid thirties or whatever. And well, he might not be that old, but he's, you know, he's over 30. And when the game got out of hand, he said him, I didn't see a problem with it. You know, um, I didn't like it when dusty Baker set all his starters when he got blowed out because the reds of dusty Baker era would have never came back like this. Cause dusty Baker would have pulled all his starters. Cause that's what dusty Baker does. He thinks it's better to look like that. And, uh, it, it, it was the most annoying thing that dusty Baker's ever, ever did. And that's why he still doesn't have a world series trophy because he's just not a good manager when it comes to uh, strategy and he gets outmanaged in the playoffs, as everybody can see, since, like, 1993. So, anyways, let's get back into this game. I gotta tell you what it was... Uh, can you believe it? We haven't even mentioned in the first three and a half minutes that Nick Senzel was starting today. And remember how I told you if he wasn't leading off that... You guys had to stop going to the games and stop watching it on TV and stop calling in the radio stations. Well, you can still do that because while they didn't bat him eighth or seventh, they bat him second. And uh, if the baseball gods hasn't made it clear enough to everybody in Reds Nation and David Bell, 
Joey Votto was 0 for 7 with three strikeouts today from the leadoff spot. And I'm not saying it's because he's in the leadoff spot. It's literally because the baseball gods are trying to explain to the front office, who probably has David Bell batting Joey Votto leadoff, that they are doing the wrong thing. And that's even when they scored 11 runs today. Pretty much they lost 12 to 11. Votto was 0 for 7. If Votto would have been anywhere in this game contributing. And another thing. Nick Senzel got on three times today. He was only one for five, but he walked twice. He needs to be leading off, obviously, like I said, which is why I'm 99.7% always right, which is world famous and universally renowned and known. Everybody knows that. So why don't you just listen to Red's line, uh, Dick Williams, uh, Nick Kroll, uh, David Bell, you know, uh, Nick Senzel should be your leadoff hitter. He should also not be playing in center field. I really liked it when everybody gave me a hard time about Nick Senzel making that great catch in center. I was like, yeah, that's a great catch. But I was more worried about, oh, here we go. Please don't get hurt. And I'm not saying he's not, uh, you know, uh, I'm not saying he's uh, – how 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 should I put this? Because I don't want to word it the wrong way for, you know, the dense people out there. But he's not – I'm not going to say he's prone to getting hurt, but the guy, is a, the guy is a superior athlete, has a rocket arm. There's no reason for him to be running into the outfield walls and diving for balls. And it, it, it and that's what I was thinking. And I even posted about it, and I got a bunch of people going, oh, he can't play center field. It's not that he can't play center field. Can you not see past the end of your nose? Are, are you that dense that you don't understand what I'm saying? I'm worried about him getting hurt running into the wall, diving for a ball, hurting his shoulder, popping his shoulder out. Uh, you know, all those things I've said. Even Thom Brenneman said, this guy's only got 10 professional, not even 10, eight professional games. This was his ninth. Oh, this is May 3rd was his ninth professional game in center field. So the Reds had him at shortstop last year. Uh, they got enthralled with Peraza, but now Peraza's showing everybody what he really is. And I don't even think he's that bad. If you put Peraza in center field and let him just be a center fielder and not think and just go up there and swing the bat and hit and get on base, steal bases, the guy would probably be batting 280, 290, and he'd probably have you 30 bases, you know, stolen or 40 for the year. So it's not that the Reds – um are so like I don't even want to get into it because they just don't know what they're doing. They they're trying. I don't even know how to explain it to you, ladies and gentlemen. I've never seen anything like like it. I talk to people in baseball all day. Well, not all day long, but text here and there, uh, email back and forth, and everybody knows I am so pro Reds. So whenever a player becomes available in an organization, a lot of times, a lot of people text me or email me and let me know, Hey, this guy's available. Da da da. So I always try and shoot it up to the Reds and let them know, uh, what's going on and who's available. And, uh, that my, my two cents on the man, uh, the, the situation. And, uh, that's where I'm talking about that. Like, the people that I talk to don't understand. The people that I talk to don't understand why five or six, seven teams, I think five teams, had Billy Hamilton acquired. They thought they did, only for the Reds to change their mind. And I don't believe that Bob Castellini 
stop the Reds from trading him. I'll never believe that because you cannot say that in the one sentence and the next sentence say Bob Castellini let you designate him for a, or a non-tender him a contract and let him go for nothing. So you can't you can't you can't say both those things. That's talking out of both sides of your mouth. That's uh Walt Jockety's old we like our team and do you know who I work for lines that don't that only work on the water carrying Cincinnati Reds local media. They don't work on me because I live in the real world. I do business deals all day long. I negotiate for a living, ladies and gentlemen. Walt Jockety, you can't tell me that we like our team and do you know who I work for? Because I would ask you a follow up question. Well, why do you like your team? Don't, what do what don't you think you have any holes because he would probably come back and say well we we like our team and i would say well is that all you're gonna ever say ever we like our team and uh if he said well do you know who i work for and when he says do you know who i work for that's uh him uh pivoting to uh you know bob castellini wants a winner and i would follow up with walt jockety i would say well yeah uh, we we know who you work for, and he's he's literally said he's going to bring a w- winner to Cincinnati. Why haven't you made the maneuvers, and why haven't you done that? Why haven't you let him know what he needs to do, what needs to happen for you to be able to bring a winner to Cincinnati? W- what's going on? Because if he's so competitive, why are you sitting on your hands at the trade deadlines? Oh, I guess that would be too hard for you, C. Trent. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't blame Mark Sheldon because he's basically on the Major League Baseball.com payroll, basically. And I don't mean .com. Don't get all your panties in a bunch over there, rock people. But you know what I'm saying. Mark Sheldon, he ain't going to ask the tough questions. His little job is to report on what happened. That's it. You know, I understand why he's not going to ask tough questions, but guys like Lance McAllister, C. Trent, John Fay. These guys, uh, they think they're snarky, which they're not. And uh, Lance McAllister, the Monday morning quarterback, he'll criticize everybody that tweets him, block everybody on Facebook, and then two years later when everybody's proven right, and I'm not talking about trolls, Monday morning quarterback Lance McAllister. I'm talking about normal people having a conversation that you disagree with and you defend the organization. And then two years later you're going, oh, da 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 like, basically, you saved everything everybody said to you. Now you're saying it. So that's why you're the Monday morning quarterback. <laughs> Anyways, so back to this entire situation. Uh, the Reds just don't know what they're doing with Nick Senzel, Jose Peraza, Billy Hamilton, Jesse Winker. Let's go back to Devin Mezzarocco. Let's go back that far. It doesn't make any sense what they do. For over 10 years, we're dealing with a futile front office so bad at their jobs that they don't even, like, for instance, this front office only has Jesse Winker, Tucker Barnhart, and Molly as far as homegrown talent on the roster right now starting. And and now Nick Senzel. But you, you get what I'm saying. Like teams are not built that way. This team, the, the Reds, not only can they not negotiate for uh, good deals, they have a problem with drafting and scouting. And I thought that that all changed after 2017 when they had a stellar draft. And I don't mean just stellar; I mean super stellar draft. And that's in that uh, 17 draft. Uh, that was just an all star after all star. But then. 
you know, then the next thing you know, he's giving up Jeter Downs as, as a sweetener in the Homer Bailey for Kemp Wood Puig trade. And by gosh, medical staff, how do you guys let Alex Wood clear? How do you let John Lamb clear? How do you let Dilson Herrera clear? How do you let Max Tell clear? But you won't clear Brandon Nimmo, Sean Manea. You know, I've said this before. Anyway, let's get back to this game of horrors. So let's go back to Tyler Beatty. The guy, like I said, has drafted, been drafted in the first round twice, once by the Blue Jays, didn't sign. Uh, the San Francisco Giants drafted him. He signed. The guy's been up a couple times, Got gets rocked. So the whole time he's getting rocked, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, this is okay, but if you really understand anything, the Reds laid eight runs on him in like two and a third or two and two-thirds innings. They scored three runs the rest of the game. So what you got to realize is that Tyler Beatty is a really inconsistent, bad um I don't want to call him bad. He just lets the ball, the ball is seen very easily coming out of his hand. And what I, what was said tonight, and I don't know if it's true or not, but he throws five pitches and apparently the Giants have made him go down to three. So he dropped his uh, cutter, which I don't know why you drop a cutter. Anyways, but that's neither here nor there. But, Anyway, you got to understand that Tyler Beatty got lit for eight runs, and that was like, remember Chen in the Marlins game when he gave up like seven or eight runs or ten runs or nine runs or whatever it was? Same thing. So the Reds really only scored three runs. Yeah, Chen gave up eight runs. So this guy gave up eight runs. Wow, look how that works. So in the Marlins game where they went up like 14 to zero or whatever it was, 14 to one, or four, I think it was 14 to nothing, maybe. Uh, Chen gave up eight runs, and so did Beatty. So in that game, they only scored six, relatively. And this game, they only really scored three. Now, somebody out there on a rock who's dense is going to go, no, 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 they scored 14, and no, they scored 11. You're not understanding what I'm saying. So go sit back over there with your, with your, with your triangle hat on a rock in the corner. Because this is way over your head. So anyways. So the Reds really only scratched three runs the rest of the game off of the Giants relievers. And that is not even debatable if you go look through the game uh, summary. And you look at what happened. Now Kyle Farmer, he jacked uh, his, uh, was that his fourth or fifth home run? I think, that, yeah, that was his fourth home run. And it came off of Vincent. Yep, that's right. So besides Farmer's home run, the only other runs that were scored uh, that weren't off of Beatty were uh, Jesse Winker's, like, and I don't want to come this this to come off the wrong way. That was a very lucky hit that landed right inside the foul line. That was a ground rule double. So that scored Tucker Barnhart, and then the Reds couldn't get Senzel home. Horrible. That was in the seventh. I think their other home run, did they score after that? Nope, they didn't score after the seventh. In fact, 
They had a couple runners on. Like I said, Senzel should have scored. The eighth had a runner on, didn't score him. And then in the ninth, they had the bases loaded and couldn't score. So do you understand where you can't really say that eight, that eight spot was really a serious situation? I mean, I'm just telling you that uh, that's how it goes, man. I'm not even joking. Um, the Reds put up eight on Beattie. You, you got to count them in the statistics, but as far as offense, you're only going to get three runs from this offense, basically. The other run came off of, uh... oh, yeah, that was in the fourth. See, I keep forgetting that BD only went two and like a third or two and two thirds, and then Vincent came in. Uh, Derek Dietrich reached on a uh, fielder's choice, and that scored Puig. So that was the other run. So to make a long story short, which I hate that I say, uh, that's what happened. The Reds pitching staff, well, I just, I don't know what happened. I'm not going to try and explain it. I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, I can tell you that Wandy Peralta, I almost have to agree with David Bell that that was the guy to bring in after Gray because you're hoping Wandy Peralta is going to give you a couple innings. The guy just got lit up. I mean, one minute, Wandy Peralta's throwing these darts, and the next minute, he's got four runs on him. So, I'm not going to say David Bell used the wrong pitcher there. Um, it's just that Wandy Peralta sucks, and that kind of got the San Francisco Giants going, you know? And uh, I, the home run to Longoria to tie it, when the Reds were up eleven to ten, is all on Iglesias. That I just Evan Longoria is a great player. In fact, when the Rays traded him, he had one of the most um, club friendly contracts. I wanted the Reds so bad to get Evan Longoria to bat behind Joey Votto, and you're all gonna give me a hard time. But Evan Longoria, I think, would have way better numbers in this ballpark coming from the Rays. Suarez could have been the shortstop. Stop talking. I don't want to hear from you people criticizing me. You just, you're happy with losing. So anything you say to me, the Reds are losing. It's because they're ran by a futile front office that's ran on nepotism because the president of baseball operations, dad, is one of the part owners of the team that's not Bob Castellini. So whenever you criticize me for saying something like, yeah, I wish the Reds would have brought in Evan Longoria, yeah, you guys are losing. Evan Longoria would have been the leader this team met, need, needs. Uh, love Joey Votto. He's just not a leader. And I don't mean he's not a leader in a bad way. I just mean he's a he's kind of a guy that sh- uh, acts to lead, and he's not vocal. Whatever, Evan Longoria would have been a great presence to have in this Reds lineup. Coming from the Rays to the Reds, one could have been you know basically uh, two organizational a uh, person for a career like he is with the Giants. Well, and you know what? One day they'll, you know, I see the Yankees trading for him or something for a playoff run down the stretch or something, but that's neither here nor there. It's intangibles and fundamentals, something that Reds fans wouldn't know about since the big red machine. And I'm not talking about you old-timer Red fans that know what it's like to win. I'm talking about these new people that are just like, that don't even remember, you know, uh, I don't even want to get into it. So um, let's go and talk about the fact. Let's get into the good things. Well, 
I'm going to give Derek Dietrich number one of my good things list. Oh, and you know what? I'm just going to wait till the bad things <laughs> to go off on David Bell, how this game was horrible. In fact, let's reverse. David Bell, you double switched out Derek Dietrich and Jesse Winker before the seventh inning. Both of them. And it might have been before the eighth. I don't know. I don't care. Both those guys had three hits. Derek Dietrich had two three-run home runs. They together had six hits, and you double-switched those guys out because you think you're some kind of a magic man. Magic man, is that what it is? Shake and bake, magic man, double switches? David Bell, I am trying to defend you. I have tried to say you're a leader of men. You are over-managing to the point where it it's chronic. And I'm not talking about wacky weed out in California and East L.A., which that's what the, funny, that's what the Reds are, East L.A., man, with all the Dodgers. They used to be Northern St. Louis, now they're East L.A., man. But David Bell, you double-switched out your two best offensive players in this game. And I don't even know how you can even, I don't even know how you can even come to the ballpark tomorrow. I mean, I know you're going to. I just don't even know how to put this into words because I don't want to insult you. But I don't know how. Like, here's my thing. I'm at my home right now, and I don't have any Major League Baseball manager experience. And I'm not self-deprecating to you, my fans out there. But what I'm saying is, if I know this, and I'm sitting on my couch, you, your grandfather played this game. Your dad was a manager. What are you doing doing these double switches in the sixth and seventh inning? It's insane. I can't help you anymore, David Bell. I can't defend you. I have even went so far as to tell the Reds that they need to hire a better bench manager to help you uh, run your bullpen and make sure the guys are rested and to help you with strategy. I don't know what else I can help you with, David Bell, but this game, you know how I've always said that you were able to scratch and claw a victory out of the jaws of defeat? Wait, wait. You were able to claw and scratch a defeat out of the jaws of victory? David Bell! Tonight, you you literally did everything you could to take your best hitters out of the game to achieve it. And I can't defend you anymore. The only thing I can tell the front office is, you've seen this for a month of mismanagement and I don't even say it's mismanagement. It's overmanaging. Front office, you've seen it. You have two choices. You gotta fire this guy, which I don't think you wanna do. Or you gotta bring this guy in, a veteran guy who's managed before, to help him line out his options for the bullpen and a guy that can watch those pitchers. And have some anticipation 
instead of reactionary, you know, when they blow up. Those are your two options, front office. Are you listening to this, Dick Williams, Nick Crawl? Those are your two options. And no, I'm not talking about making a trade for Jim Riggleman. That guy's the wrong answer. That guy's the wrong stuff. You know he had a 445 winning percentage before you hired him as a Reds manager? Would you like to know his winning percentage with you guys last year? 444 and a half. So it was 445. He's not a winner. You know who you need to hire, Dick Williams. Nick Kroll, you know who you need to hire. It's been put in front of you on a silver platter on who to jingle. That's all I'm going to say about that. So those are your two options. You either got to fire Buddy Bell's son or you got to bring him in some help. And it's and I'm going to blame this more on you, front office, than David Bell because he don't have any help. And if you think Freddie Benavides is some kind of intangibles uh, guru, you got some problems. He's a longtime organizational guy. He is the equivalent of making Mark Riggins your pitching coach. And I'm not talking bad about Mark Riggins, and I'm not talking bad about Freddie Benavides. I'm hanging this around you guys in the front office running baseball operations. So whoever needs to get this video in front of those guys or tape or link or whatever, snip it up, mail it in, put it on email, because that's the only options you got. So let's get back to the good things. Number one. Derek Dietrich, my man who got double switched out. You were, uh, well, let me just tell you your line. You had two three-run home runs, and you were rewarded with getting switched out, double switched out. It was funny. And uh, three for four, two runs, six RBIs. You're batting 250 now. They can't, they can't, they pretty much will have to rename the Wally Pipp Award the Scooter Jeanette slash Derek Dietrich Award because you can't be set. Who's number two on my good things list? It's the Wink, Jesse Winker. Three for five with two runs and an RBI, and you got double switched out too, but you're batting up to 243, and like I said, mark my words, ladies and gentlemen, the Wink will be at 320, and you know I've uh, got my three-point, what do you call that? Anyways, he's going to hit 320 or better. You heard it here first on a red line. Anyways, oh, and I was talking about the three-point thing. That was like uh, my uh, my spread. That was what I was trying to say. But anyway, I don't need the spread. He'll be at 320 or better. Who's number three on the good things list? Hey, man, I'm going to give it to Nick Senzel. Congratulations. Hey, by the way, Nick Senzel, your debut is my birthday, May 3rd. So congratulations. You got your first major league hit. You got on base three times with two walks. So on base three times, you scored your first major league run. Congratulations. The uh, stage was set for you to have a walk-off. Didn't get it done, but heck, it's your first game. Really proud of you. Um just uh, I hope you I hope they move you to third base or shortstop very very soon because uh, if they don't we're all going to have lots of problems. Okay, let's get to the bad things list. David Bell, number one. Joey Votto was 0 for 7 with three Ks. He has no business leading off, and if that's a mandate from the front office analytics guy, 
I want you to fire him because he's an idiot. Number two on the bad things list. David Bell! You double switched out six hits, two home runs, and a double, and seven RBIs. And I just don't... It's indefensible, David Bell. It is indefensible. And for you to say you're double switching out, if anybody says double switching out for defensive purposes, you're up eight runs. And if that's your excuse for double switching out, you don't get that. You, it's only because the people out there are saying defensive purposes. You th- he's up eight runs. There's no double switching out for defense. So David Bell, double switching out first, Derek Dietrich. Who give you the lead? Well, not he didn't. Maybe he didn't give you the lead. I think he gave you the lead. Who gives it? Who cares? He puts you up six runs, two three run home runs, and you reward him by double switching him out. You're I and I'm calling you a players manager. Give me a break. Okay, I wonder who's gonna get number three on my bad things list. Huh? I don't know. Let me think. One, two, three, four, five, six. David Bell, you used six relievers today. I'm not going to really blame you on it, but you get the trifecta, the menage a trois. You get the win, place, and show of the bad things list because, David Bell, every move you make is like pouring gasoline on a fire. And it is... I am sorry, David Bell. I try and like you. I try and defend you. I even go so far as to try and get you help. But David Bell, listen to Red's line. Make these changes and you might win some more games. So where do we go from here? Well, the Giants are still in town. It's going to be a... I don't even know who Rodriguez is. Uh, Tanner Roark is the uh, Reds pitcher. Who is this Rodriguez? That doesn't look like. It looks like Jeff Samarja. But the guy's name is Derek Rodriguez. He looks just like Jeff Samarja. Okay, so he's three for three. Three and th- three for three. He's three wins, three losses, 435 ERA, 25Ks over 31 innings. Got a 1.26 whip. Uh... Looks like it's going to be a long day for the Reds lineup tomorrow. I don't know. I I, I really can't tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, I hope they get Votto out of the uh, leadoff hole. Or not leadoff hole. uh, Leadoff. Derek Rodriguez. I don't know much about him. His career ERA is 313. So apparently he pitched better last year. Yeah, I had a 281 ERA last year, six and four, 19 starts, 21 games. I, you know, I, you know, we saw Eric Lauer, we saw Walker Bueller, we saw all those other young pitchers, you know, make the Reds look futile. So I, I really can't go on any other thing. But the Reds are probably going to be in trouble tomorrow. It's like if they haven't seen the guy. <laughs> Never mind. If they've seen the guy, they're in trouble. If they haven't seen the guy, they're in trouble. So let's hope that uh, Derek Dietrich and Jesse Winker in the lineup and they're still hitting good tomorrow.
because that's probably the only shot the Reds got to win this game tomorrow. Uh, today was uh, just a just an unbelievable loss. Literally, I don't mean to make this even sound like a joke. David Bell managed a way to scratch and claw the a victory or a defeat out of the claws or jaws of victory. I mean, I keep saying that and making jokes about it, but literally today was a you know a presentation from A to Z. Uh, I mean, David Bell. I mean, you basically had your PowerPoint out there showing people what not to do and how to lose a game. And um, your your double switches were dumb. Your uh, your pulling relievers was goofy, uh, especially when for a lefty righty. It just it just everything you did backfired, and it's really because you don't know how to manage a game. And I'm not talking about I'm talking about even the flow of the game, like. Like, you just, I don't even know how to explain it. But there's a way, okay, here's the deal. A really good manager is like a conductor for, like, you know, uh, a symphony. And there's a flow. Well, David Bell, you have no flow. And you're a really bad and you're really bad at, at, at doing that, as being the guy with a little stick, you know. So, you, you're just, it's choppy, there's no rhythm about it, and everybody in the on the rocks in the corner with the uh, triangle hats, they're going to go, what is Jared talking about? Well, it's over your head, it's in the, it's like fundamentals and uh, the X Factor and stuff like that. David Bell, you have no flow, you have no zen. You have you just don't know how to take control of a game, and well, it's a it's not even that. It's the fact that everything you do is is just crazy. I mean, the fact that Zach Duke can throw to right handers, but Amir Garrett apparently can't. Like, do you even see what you do sometimes, David Bell? Like, maybe you're too close to the situation. Maybe you should watch all these games. So. Cincinnati Reds front office video department. I want you to make some digital copies of all these games. Send it down to David Bell and make him watch them. Because maybe if he watches them from the outside in, he'll go, what have I been doing? Because there's no way that your bullpen can sustain this. There's no way that, I mean, there's just no way you're going to finish games. You're running a light bench because you want eight pitchers because you have to have ten you have to you have to have ten relievers. Eight you have eight relievers. You need ten basically how you operate. And uh I just uh David Bell, you, you, you there's no flow. It's choppy. There's like I, that's what I'm trying to say. You don't let your I can't even tell you. I mean maybe if there's a baseball guru they know what I'm saying. But David Bell, you're just out there every other minute pulling these pitchers, and it's just, it's it, it is not even strategy. It's it's almost like you think you got. It's almost like you got a book managing a baseball team for dummies, and you took it to heart because Lorenzen and Garrett are studs, man. They should be able to go out there and face anybody. And you don't need to pull them for a lefty or whatever, or right hand. You know what I mean? So, 
I'm going to get off this because I think it's way over a lot of people's heads, and they're like, what are you talking about symphonies for? Well, that's be, that's why you're over there in the dunce chair in the corner, and I'm over here in Red's line and doing what I do. So uh, do yourself a favor and stay in the corner. So what can the Reds do to improve? Man, I'm going to say it one more time, and then I'm going to shut Red's lane down for the night. They got to put Tucker Barnhart. They got to put Anthony DeSclafani. They got to put Rossell Iglesias, David Hernandez, Jared Hughes, and I'm going to go so far as to say put Suarez on the trading block. And I don't mean make a bulletin board and tell everybody in the media that they're available. I'm saying when you get phone calls for players and they ask, I want you to have an extra open ear about what they got to say, and then I want you to trade and negotiate from a position of strength, and I can help you with that pretty easy. All you got to do is email me, call me, text me, whatever, send a smoke signal. I can be there, you know. Uh, you know, I can hop in my car and uh, be there in like uh, 26 hours. Oh, by the way, dense people in the chair over in the corner with the triangle hat, that's actually a uh, movie quote from... Gung Ho, the classic with Michael Keaton. So before you think you're even more, uh, well, before you think you're smarter than I am, uh, just remember you're not. You're a simpleton. That's why you're over there on a rock in the corner with a triangle hat on. So, ladies and gentlemen, from the Little Apple all the way back to Red's country, I'll see you tomorrow night, Red's Nation.